0: Welcome to A Slob Comes Clean, the podcast. I'm Dana White. I blog almost every day as Noni, which is short for Anonymous, over at aslobcomesclean.com. That's where I share my personal deslobification process. As I figure out ways to keep my own home under control, I tell the truth about cleaning and organizing strategies that actually work in real life for real people who don't necessarily love cleaning and organizing. Thanks for joining me today. Before I get started, I wanted to make sure that you know that there is a time-sensitive opportunity. This is April 23rd as I'm recording this, and uh, through the 27th, the Ultimate Homemaking Bundle is available. Uh, So let me tell you a little bit about that before I get started on today's subject. Today's subject, by the way, is um, the value trap. I've talked about value before and how to find value for things. But I just want to talk about the value trap, because it really is a trap for people like me. Um. Anyway, okay, so I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. But first, the ho- ultimate homemaking bundle is a collection of 100 ebooks, e-courses and bonuses, the bonuses are seriously amazing, that you will love uh, for $29.97, which I'm just going to be honest. I think everybody knows this who knows me at all. I am like the world's biggest cheapskate ever for real. Like I am so cheap. It's crazy. So $29.97 I totally get is a lot of money. For those of you who don't think it's a lot of money, well then make sure you go buy it. But anyway, um, it's a lot of money. $29.97 is not just, you know, some small amount. However, um, when you look at the actual value, the actual value of the bundle is $1,274 plus. Okay. So it's actually worth a lot more than that. So let me tell you a little bit about what it includes. Um, when I say hundred eBooks, obviously most people aren't going to read 100 eBooks, but you do not have to download every single eBook. You can download them individually. You can download them as a group. If you wanted to just do it all in one fell swoop swoop, sloop, whatever. Anyway. Um, so there are eBooks on, um, let me just read off a few of them to you. Uh, there, my ebook drowning and clutter is included. If you already have my ebook drowning and clutter, then you can, um, gift it. You know, gift your second copy to somebody. And it's a great way to be able to say, Hey, <laughs> look, um, you know, I had an extra one of these and I really liked this. That's like so much less offensive than saying, um, oh my word, you need an ebook on clutter anyway. Um, but there are all sorts of different things. So some of the things that are included in it are books specifically on, um, Cleaning. There's DIY Natural Household Cleaners, Green Your Life, A Guide to Natural Eco Friendly Living, Simply Clean Home. Uh, there's DIY books on how to make your own lotions, potions, salves, and sprays. Uh, there is a section on faith. Um, there are several ebooks on that Strengthening the Heart of a Homemaker, uh, Live for Him, A Gracefield Look at Planning uh, abide because it's the secret to thriving. So there's multiple different things like that. and there's also faith for kids. So, you know, things, if you, um, want to, you know, emphasize faith with your children, there's some great resources for that. Um, there's some on finances specifically cookbooks, lots of cookbooks. Um, in my post that I put up yesterday over on the blog, uh, I talked about different, um, all the different ways that you can go about cooking for your family and how different ways fit different people. This resource of the Ultimate Bundle is a great way to find something that works for you. And just the ones that I named off, which is not even all the books just on cooking and recipes and those types of things. Um, Just those books that I named off added up to $70, $70, like more than $70. So, you know, that kind of gives you perspective on the value of it. There's one, if you're gluten-free called gluten-free and grain-free breads, batters, and doughs, thats four ninety five, as $24.95 on its own as an ebook. Well, obviously, that makes the value of the whole thing of being able to get that plus a whole lot of other things that might work for you, um, for a smaller price. Um, and other things, I'm not going to read off everything, but, uh, I know it seems like I am just so you know, there are some courses that are involved as well. There's things on marriage, things on motherhood. Um, there are, let's see, I'm trying to look at these courses real quick. Okay. Specifically, there are two courses that are, um, okay. So there's a parent's guide to natural remedies, which I have heard amazing things about. I have not gone through it yet myself. The value of this course is $99, $99. And it's that, if you only got that course for $29.97, that would be a great deal, but you get the whole entire bundle. So all these other different things that you can pick and choose what you would like to use. There's Declutter Buddies by Alina Joy Dubois. She is um, a reader of A Slob Comes Clean, and she has her own blog, and she has done an audio course on um, decluttering, which is great. And the value of that is $16. So that's a great opportunity for you to, you know, get that along with other stuff that would work for you. Um, there's also the healthy home course, which I've heard amazing things about that as well is at $95 is the value. So getting that course alone for $29.97 is amazing. So I'm just, I know here I am selling, as I've mentioned before many times, um, I tend to, um, you know, I have to be honest about it. You know, the fact that these are all affiliate links, I would love for you to go to a and click in the sidebar on the ultimate homemaking bundle. It's the second thing from the top. And that will take you through my affiliate link. Affiliate links make mean that I earn a portion of what it is that you um spend on the bundle. And that's one of the ways I get to call this crazy blogging podcasting thing my job. Okay, now on to the real podcast. We're on podcast number 58. Okay. I want everybody. Okay, I am a dork. For real. I was I had this big thing that I was going to say. <laughs> I was going to say, "Okay, everybody, we're on podcast number 58, which means that you if they're all 30 minutes, which they all give or take are, um if if you want to listen to all of my podcasts, you now as of today can listen to 24 hours worth of podcasts." And then right as I was about to say it, I realized that 24 times 2 which would be the whole 30 minute thing, um, is 48, not 58. It's entirely possible that I said this on podcast number 48, but, uh, yeah, that just proves that please don't come to me for math advice. Um, I am just going to read off of the little advertisement that 29.97 is 90, 97% off of 12.74 have 1,200. Anyway, that was the ultimate homemaking bundle that I'm looking at right now. Anyway. Um, yeah, so I'm a total dork. So you can now listen to podcasts for more than 24 hours. That's what I'll say. So I'm talking about the value trap, the value trap specifically comes from this idealistic tendency that people like me have. Okay. Um, I, I, had this big idea that, um, you know, once I arrived in life, which talking to different people in all different stages of life. Yeah, I don't think we ever actually arrive. I don't think everything is just done at any point. So I have to get over that. I mean, I have to get over that idea that I will arrive one day and then everything's going to be easy. But I really thought that I mean, I might have logically said, well, of course I know that, but I really thought, okay, at some point in my life, I'm going to arrive. Um, and part of that, you know, that was a big part of my problem in my blog. I'm not in my blog in my house was, I thought that one day it was going to be easy. So as I waited for that one day to come, it never came. And then the house got worse in the meantime, and then life got crazy with kids and all that. Um, but that idealistic tendency, I think is something that, a lot of people who struggle like I do, we all have that. Okay. And the idealistic tendency can manifest. in you know, I have a podcast on, um, reality-based green cleaning. You know, I love to find the best way. I used to love to research and figure out, you know, what, what can I do to make sure that, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm solving this problem correctly. What's the very best way to clean my toilet? What's the very best way to do this, to do that, to do this. Meanwhile, as I was researching, it was just getting dirtier and dirtier so that the method I found in the beginning, which was like, I don't know the stuff I already had in my bathroom, um, and ready to do it. Meanwhile, as I'm waiting on finding the very best way, my toilet's getting dirtier and dirtier. And now the easiest way doesn't work anymore because it's, so far gone. Okay. Anyway. So I do recommend the reality-based green cleaning um podcast on that, which today is Earth Day, right? April 23rd. Anyway, it's also Shakespeare's birthday, but um so uh that also transfers into the idea of value and something having value. Um part of my story is that I fell into a huge love affair with eBay. And, you know, as I was a stay at home mom, who really had no other way to make money. I mean, there was just making money was not an option. I did um, do a few, you know, acting coaching and stuff like that. But it just never worked because they would come over to my house and my kids would wake up from their naps. And so even though I'd planned it to be at the same time as my kids naps, you know, well, then these people are in here crying and laughing doing their drama stuff in my living room and my kids wake up. So it just, you know, that just wasn't really an option for me. So at that time in my life, but when I discovered eBay and eBay being something that I could completely do online, um, I realized, you know, wow, this, this was an exciting thing and it was very exciting to make that money. Um, but the problem, one of the things that that did for me was I started to see value in every single thing that I, Owned or saw. And I mean, I felt sorry for people when they would give away stuff because I thought, oh my goodness, do you know how much money you could have gotten for that? Or I would, you know, people would donate things and I would think, oh my goodness you could have made 60 bucks if you just would have taken the time to put it on eBay. You know, I mean, that it just, it really changed my idea of value. I mean, I saw everything, the clothes my kids wore, the, you know, I started to look, think about the resale value of, you know, gifts that the grandparents gave my kids, you know, that's what started going through my head was, Oh, yay, I'm so glad they like it. Hmm. And about a year when they're done with that, I bet you I could sell it for whatever. I mean, that that was how my brain started working, because I was viewing everything according to its monetary value and its resale value. Um, and there was it was okay, because at that time in our life, I mean, I've shared this before. But when we moved to where we live now, our house hadn't sold yet. So we had a house payment and we had a rent um, payment on the house that we were renting, and we didn't have very much money. I mean, we were stretched as thin as we could possibly be. And I worked my tail off and sold on eBay every single week. Um, and I made forty bucks a week. It's just amazing how it all kind of ended up being about that after my fees and everything. Uh, it's forty bucks a week, which at the time meant we could go out to eat. You know, we had just little bitty kids who ate off of our plates, and so it wasn't like now where. 40 bucks. Good luck with that. Um, although we can, but you know what I mean? Anyway, so we were, you know, we were able to kind of feel like we were still doing the things that we like to do, even though we were in this really difficult financial place in life. Um, so there, you know, there's, there's value in that. And I get that. And I think there are times in your life, but for me, a big part of this deslobification process has been adjusting my view of value and how I define value as opposed to the way that i used to define value. So, um <clears throat> part of the value trap, let's just be honest, um is not necessarily placing value on my own time. Um i was willing to trade time for money at that point in my life. Like i was willing to put the time in to get money because there was no other way for me to get money at that time. So, you know, I was willing to do that. Well, as time went on and I started, you know, things started changing. Maybe our financial situation changed a little bit. Um, you know, we sold our house eventually and things like that. You know, it's just, I was still kind of in this trap where I realized, wait a minute, I think I'd rather spend those two hours either, I don't know, cleaning my house or focusing on my kids or, you know, cooking or shopping the sales at the store, rather than spending those two hours to, um, to, you know, photograph, to wash and photo. Well, I mean, you have to wash it to donate it too, but to photograph something and then edit those pictures and then get them up on eBay and then set up that auction and then watch that auction and then, um, answer questions from that auction. And then, uh, the, auction ends. And then I have to, you know, make sure the payment comes in and pay attention to that kind of stuff. And once it does, then I have to get it packaged up and labeled and taken to the post office or the post office pickup schedules and all that kind of stuff, which is all valid and is all great that it's an opportunity that exists. However, there came a time where I realized, wait a minute, I am doing all that work for $5 and 43 cents. Is that worth it to me? Or would I rather spend that time on my house? What's worth $5 and 43 cents to me for me to spend an hour cleaning my house, which, um, now I have a much better realistic understanding of how much you can get done in an hour, which is a lot. It's a really a lot. So is that, is that worth that $5 and 43 cents to me? You know, that I spent instead working on, you know, getting these auctions up or let's just say $40, you know, is that worth that $40 to me? Or is it more important to me to spend that hour on cleaning my house? You know, viewing kind of, putting a value on my time that i was spending working on this um other things you know i mean even having a garage sale i actually enjoy having a garage sale there is something about it that i like like i'm a social person i like walking around with my little um home depot apron with the pockets and stuff where i can you know, talk to people and, oh, sure. Yeah. I'll take $10 for that or whatever. You know, I enjoy that kind of stuff. I enjoy interacting with people. That's, you know, part of my personality. I love it. Um, but you know, not just thinking about, oh, having a garage sale is really fun and having a, um, you know, making, $125 or on a really good day, $400 on my garage sale, which I've also had garage sales where I've made less than $50, just so you know, but, you know, having, you know, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put all this work in. And that's, that's fine. Well, that's part of my what I call T pad, you know, my time passage awareness disorder. Sometimes I only think about the day of the garage sale as being the time that I'm going to spend on it when in reality, I'm going to spend a lot more time than that on there. I mean, I have to spend pretty much, two or three days, if not an entire week, just setting the garage sale up. And then I have to spend all that time going through and making sure that every single thing has been gone through in my house. So I'm not going to waste that opportunity of a garage sale. I mean, you know, if I'm going to have a garage sale on such and such date, then I'm going to get my entire house decluttered before then, which is good motivation sometimes and absolutely has value in that. However, you know, that means I've got a lot of, you know, stuff sitting in my house while I'm decluttering the rest of the house. And so that, that space, you know, how much is that space worth to me? Is it, is it worth it to me value wise to not be able to park in my garage for the week or months that I'm, you know, gearing up for this garage sale? So, you know, placing that value and being realistic about how much time am I actually spending on, figuring out and working toward getting this value out of that. You know, if I've actually spent a month of not parking in my garage, you know, we're not even going to count the decluttering time. Okay. We won't count that because there's definitely value in that just on in and of itself. Um, but let's say I don't park in my garage for a month and then I don't, um, you know, and I have to spend three full days, um, sorting and pricing and labeling, um, labeling and pricing are kind of the same thing, but whatever, you know what I mean? Um, You know, putting all those things, uh, setting them out, you know, finding, okay, putting things on hangers so that they'll be seen better, um, making the signs, doing all that kind of stuff. And then the money that it costs for me to put it in the paper, because I better put it in the paper where I live, especially that's how people find garage, find garage sales, um, which I also have, if you are going to have a garage sale, go for it. I have podcasts, specifically with garage sale advice that you need to go find on a dot com slash podcasts with an S. Um, but you can, you know, that's where I have different advice on that because part of this too is I used to be somebody who went to garage sales all the time. Uh back when I was selling on eBay and I would look for stuff for twenty five cents that I could sell for five dollars, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so I know what I'm talking about on garage sales. I know what needs to be done. I know what kind of work it takes to actually make it successful. Um, so when I start adding up the time that I'm going to spend on that and then dividing it by the money that I'm going to make, which honestly my best garage sale, I maybe made $500, but generally it's around $200 or less, which you take away the, um, the newspaper ad and you take away the, um, you know, signs that you made and things like that. And so get that money down and then you divide it up and then you think about per hour, what am I making? Okay. That, you know, that's a great way for you to realistically be able to say, is it worth it to me to work for X amount of dollars per hour? You know, is it worth it to me to work for $10 an hour? There are times in my life where absolutely I am more than willing to do whatever it takes to work for $10 an hour, okay? And that $10 an hour might be totally worth it. But if I do the math and I figure out okay, I'm working for like 75 cents an hour. Would I rather just have all that stuff out of my house and then spend those hours doing something else that I just flat out enjoy. And that joy is worth more to me than 75 cents an hour. You know, I mean, that's, that's a valid way to look at it. So kind of doing the math and figuring that out, you know, figuring out how much time is it really going to take for me to do, um, you know, to put something on eBay, because it is not easy. It's easy to say, "Oh, I could sell that on eBay. It is much more difficult to actually sell it on eBay. Okay. Meaning going through the work, figuring it out, making sure it's perfect, taking pictures, um, describing it because when it's on eBay, you sure better describe every last little flaw or else your buyer is going to be mad. I mean, they don't, they can't look at it themselves like they do at a garage sale and decide if they want it, they're going on what you've said. So you have, you know, you have to pay attention. You can't just, it's not easy. It's not simple. Okay. So, you know, looking at that time, the value of your time, but then also looking at, um, you know, the value in just getting it out of your house. I mean, that's, that has shifted for me personally. And instead of, you know, looking at the value, the monetary value that I could actually get for something, which let's be honest too, I have to add in the time of me thinking about and researching the best way to get the most money for this. Because, you know, a lot of times, especially before eBay, I would look at something and think, Oh, I bet I could get money for that. Well, I don't know how to get money for that. So I'm just going to let it sit in my house while I think about, Hmm, you know, I wonder if I could take that to it, like an antiquities dealer or something. And hmm, I wonder where there is somebody around here who would do that. Huh? Well, I might need to ask somebody, if they know, you know, where I could get the most money for that. And then I forget to ask them and then it just sits in my house. Okay. So there's that, you know, there's that part of it too, is just the, how much time am I just going to, in the back of my mind, be thinking, oh, I need to figure that out versus actually figuring it out. Um, one of the best tips that I have to give people because, you know, eBay is not what it used to be. Um, I know there are still people who do really well on there, but it's not, it's not what it used to be. I honestly I'm sure that the eBay executives listen to my podcast, but um, I'm just kidding. Anyway, uh, but you know, I, I think that they made some mistakes over the years. Honestly, of uh, you know, it used to truly be a place where any random person could make the, a go of it. Where they've kind of shifted everything and made these rules that hurt the sellers. And I'm like, if you don't have the sellers, then what's the point? Um, Anyway, so it's, it's not the same as it used to be. And I am totally on a rabbit trail now and I can't remember what I was talking about, but okay. I'm going to go back to, um, okay. The value that I have started to place on things being easier for me on it being taking away stress, taking away decision-making, taking away, um, you know, things sitting in my house and grating on my nerves, even though I don't consciously realize they're grating on my nerves. Me, seeing value in the absence of that kind of stress. Um, and the, the value to me in just throwing stuff into a box that's going to get donated. That's either going to get picked up by somebody, or I'm going to call somebody and say, Hey, you know, I'm going to schedule a donation pickup. I live in a little town. Okay. I know that there are not all these resources that you hear about in other towns, but there generally is something You know, you can ask, ask your friends on Facebook, say, Hey, when you want to donate, have something picked up to be donated, who do you call? And you might be surprised. Oh, I didn't know that such and such place did that. Or I didn't even know this place existed. Um, but so I know, I know it's not as easy as like where my parents live, where, um, you know, there's always, somebody asking for donations. And so any, almost any day of the week, they could put something on their porch and it would get picked up. Uh, it's, it's not that way for everybody. I fully get that, but, um, you know, ask around, ask around, Hey, how do you get rid of stuff when you don't want, because you'd be surprised those people who tend to be that person who just can't imagine not doing that. They're going to know information that would help you. Um, but starting to see the value in just throwing things in there, you know, that's one of the reasons, I don't know if anybody from my church listens to my podcasts, but, um, you know, my church has been having a garage sale for the youth for the last several years. And for some bizarre reason, they say no clothing, which as a former garage sailor, and especially in my area, I think that's really stupid because, um, I'm not calling them stupid. I'm just calling the idea, not that smart. Okay. But I mean, honestly, I'll close 25 cents and uh, you might make, I don't know, $400 from that. It's amazing how 25 cents adds up really, really fast. But for me, that means I don't donate to my church garage sale. And the reason is I'm not going to separate it out. I throw everything into one box when I'm donating and then I will donate it or take it to a place that takes it all because that removes a whole lot of stress. If I have to think, Oh, I better put this here. And I better put that there. Uh, you know, then that adds stress. You know, I used to, I read a post not too long ago. I'll try to remember to link to it, but, um, you know, it was how I used to sort everything out in according to how we received it determined whether or not I was going to, um, sell it on eBay, or if I got it from this type of a situation, then I felt like I could put it in my garage sale but if I got it as a donate, you know, as a friend passing down clothes, well then I felt like I needed to pass it down to other people, you know, so I didn't feel like it was right to sell those. So I was always sorting all this stuff out and just to donate everything means that I have no sorting to do and I just up oh, donate 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 donate. And it's amazing the stress that that lifts off of me. Um so there's value in the lack of stress. There's value in my time. There's also value in open space in my home and starting to view space differently. Okay. Um, I got rid of my love seat. It's probably been close to a year now. I bought some new chairs and I've talked about this before. Maybe I have no idea really anyway. Um, so I bought these new recliners. And they were something I had saved and scrimped and thrown. You know, I saved my birthday money and I saved a little bit of Christmas money and I put them all together. And then I worked on this and I said, I'm going to put that money toward these chairs. And I said, Don't buy me anything for my birthday, honey. I want to put, you know, money toward these chairs that I was saving up for. So I saved up for these chairs and I was so excited to have them and they were going to replace my love seat. Well, my best friend, um, helped me put the chairs together. I think she was down here and uh, she said, what are you going to do with your love seat? And I said, and she said something about, I need a love seat. And I said, well, you should take mine. And I, in my mind, I thought, wait, should I have said that? Or I wonder if I could have gotten 50 bucks for that or even, I mean, 25, I would love to have $25, right? Um, in my mind, I started thinking, well, you know, maybe, maybe I should have tried to sell it. And then I realized, wait a minute, it feels really good just to say, here, take it. And here, take it right now from my house, remove it from my house and not have to worry about it anymore. Cause you know what happens? People don't necessarily flock toward love seats. I've never sold a couch, but I do know I've tried, you know, single individual chairs, love seats, things like that. And you know, it's kind of a hit or miss on whether people are going to want it or are going to even, you know, if it's going to go or not, it might be different where you live, but you know, there's, there was value in it just leaving my house, a huge item of furniture, just leaving my house easily and not having to trip over that love seat while it sat in a very awkward place. Cause once I put those recliners in, I didn't have a place for my love seat anymore and not having to have that in my home. And instead being able to just say, huh, this is what it's really supposed to look like. It's not, well, I think it's going to look good once the love seed is gone. No, I mean, really being able to experience that, you know, that what my house is really supposed to look like, really being able to move around my house easily without extra junk in piles, sitting around waiting to have the last bit of value milked out of them. You know, I mean, that, that's huge to me. And I've really gained an appreciation of open space that I didn't even know was an appreciation I could have before I started decluttering. Before I started decluttering, it just was normal to have junk everywhere, all over my house. But instead, once I started to get rid of things and I started to realize, wow, I emotionally and mentally feel better with less stuff in my house. Am I? be very much related to the fact that I don't trip as often. I mean, we are very coordinated, which is why we can have all this junk in our house. That's what my normal friend always says. I think, I think I'm just this neat and picked up because I'm not coordinated and I'll trip. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's something that's never crossed my mind, but as an issue. But the truth is I have, I see the value in just having open space, in there not being things to maneuver around. I mean, I know all about having to turn sideways every time I go into a room, um, you know, because of the way that the door angles because of the box that I've had sitting there forever that I don't even realize it's there and I think it's normal to have to angle in to get through the door. I mean, I get it, you know, but once that stuff is gone, I start to go, oh, open space. Wow. It's like I don't see the clutter, but when it's gone, I see the open space. And I like the open space and there is value in that. So let me see how long I've been talking so that you can go for a whole 24 hours of listening. Plus like another, whatever. I know for real. It's, it's kind of embarrassing sort of that. I really thought 58 divided by two was 24. It's not kids in case you're listening. That's, that's not correct. Don't put that on your tests. Okay. Um, all right. I'm going to stop there at 30 minutes. So my point is value your time, value your space. And if it's worth it to you, if you need $50, do the work that it takes. There are ways to get rid of your stuff, but do the work to actually get the $50. Don't just let the idea of the $50 keep you from getting rid of the stuff. Go ahead, do whatever it takes, sell it, put it out there on your Facebook swap groups. Just recently, I finally got rid of um, a white bench that I've had in many pictures on my blog and everybody loves it um, and would always offer to take it from me whenever I mentioned it. Um, But I finally got rid of it and I put it on a little Facebook swap group. And that was um, an interesting experience. I think I had put things on there before in a, but I don't know. It's been a while if I did. Um, but you know, do what it takes. If you want money for this, put it on Craigslist for that amount and see if anybody actually wants it. Because the other thing that can happen is you can have in your mind that something is valued at a certain amount And so it sits in your house because you think, well, I mean, that's worth $50 and I might get $50 for that someday. And then when you finally get around to it, you realize, oh, nobody wants this for $50. I'm lucky to sell it for five. And instead it sat in my house and took up space and made my life more difficult for all this time thinking it was worth $50 and it's not even worth $50. Um, one real quick tip that I've mentioned before, but it's a great reminder is eBay is a wonderful resource for getting a quick look at the value of an item. Okay. If you have it in your head that something is worth a certain amount, uh, go to ebay.com, click on, uh, search that item and find others that are exactly like what you have. Usually you can find that sometimes you can't, um, But even if you don't find exactly that, go over to the side on your left, scroll down, and click where it says completed listings. It does not matter how much people want to get for an item. So you may get real excited when that chair that you've been tripping over, you go on eBay, you type in everything you know about that chair, you find one exactly like it, and you see, (gasps) oh! Oh my goodness. Somebody has this listed for $500. That's awesome. Oh my goodness. This chair is worth $500. No, it's not. Unless somebody's willing to pay $500 for it. So the idea of how much something is worth is very different than what it's actually worth. And it's only worth what other people are willing to pay. So when you go to completed listings over on the side, you're going to find auctions that are over. They're done. Okay. The ones where the numbers are in red are the ones that didn't sell. So someone might've listed something for $500 and nobody was willing to pay $500 for it. So it doesn't matter. They might've listed it for $20. If it's in red, that means nobody was willing to pay $20 for that. Okay. But the ones in green are the ones that's how much somebody out there was actually willing to pay. And you can kind of look at it and get some perspective on things. Because if you see that that chair for $500 that they have listed has been listed six or seven times, then you know, it wasn't a fluke that it didn't sell. It's just nobody's willing to pay $500 for that. Okay. But if you see over here that, Ooh, this one sold for $25. That's so great. It's in green for 25, but then there are 50 others that are that exact same item, and they only sold for, you know, $4, which probably isn't worth your time with all the shipping and the hassle and all that, or maybe none of them sold, but this one happened to sell for 25. Then you can look at that and go, okay, realistically, the chances, I mean, it might be worth it to take the chance to see if it's going to sell for 25. Great. But realistically, they don't usually sell for that. And that was kind of a fluke. So it just study that. And that gives you a great way to go see, Oh, my, my mom has always said that's going to be worth some money someday. Well, guess what? You can go find out right now what people are paying for it. Um, and usually those, Oh, it's going to be worth some money someday. Those are the things that are collector's items and people put them on eBay and, you know, so you'll get an actual idea of how much people are willing to pay for that and how much you could possibly sell it for. There's other things involved. I have a how to sell on eBay podcast that you can listen to as well. Uh, But before I go, I do want to remind you again about the Ultimate Homemaking Bundle. Um, It has a lot of really great resources for homemaking in all different areas, not just cooking and cleaning, but also marriage and faith and um, natural living and all those kinds of things. Uh, Don't forget about those two e-courses that just the two of them are worth almost $200. And the bundle that includes both of them, plus a whole lot of other stuff is only $29.97. And again, I do ask that if you go to purchase that before the 27th, because it won't exist after the 27th. But if you do go to purchase that, please go to aslobcomesclean.com and click on one of the links to get there from my, because that is the only way that I actually get an affiliate commission. Uh, And... That's how I get to spend all this time yakking into a microphone, 24 whole hours plus another 10. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me today and I will talk to you next week. Bye.